Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. (laughs) Oh, highway to hell. Oh, I have things to say. You know, there's a certain liberation in knowing I'm leaving radio uh, shortly, a couple of months, whatever. And it'll only be by podcast in January. And the liberation is the level of stupidity on both sides of the aisle has never been this low. Never. Do you actually think anybody would want to be doing this for the rest of their years? How can you put up with this anymore? And I'll give you examples on both sides. So let me start with the other side for a moment. We know that Trump's leaving the hospital today, which I think is... Let's put it to you this way. Uh, Let me be delicate about it. Reckless? Is there another word I can use for it? Do you know anyone who was admitted to a hospital because their oxygen levels had diminished and they're put on a multiplicity of drugs, some of which conflict with each other, by the way? It sounds like he was his own doctor. They say that VIP treatments are very difficult where powerful individuals start telling the doctors how to treat them and what drugs to use sometimes with no knowledge of what they're doing. And so you have conflicting medications with the patient who has no background in science or medicine dictating uh, that treatment. So now we have the patient releasing himself from the hospital, telling us not to worry about COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Well, that's a nice sentiment. However, everyone at the, um, excuse me, many people at the Supreme Court hearing tested positive for COVID-19. So the president's going to go back to the White House. And where is he going to live? In quarantine in his bedroom? No, probably not. So therefore, everyone who comes in contact with the president has a very high risk of contracting COVID. Now, many of you are brainwashed at this point and think it's nothing. It's just a mild flu because you learn that from a man who smokes cigars who knows nothing about disease or health or science, but okay, he's a religious figure to you. Therefore, everything he says is true. And so therefore now COVID is nothing to worry about. It's a mild flu, according to um, science illiterates. A mild flu, nothing to worry about. Well, I don't know about you, but I think it's something to think about. Doesn't mean it has to dominate your life, but do you want it to infect you and your children? I realize that the mortality rate is very low. I was the first one in the media to explain the difference between mortality and morbidity. Given my background and knowledge of the field, doesn't make me the world's expert, but I know enough science in this field of epidemiology to read it and to report on it with some degree of intelligence and knowledge. And I think this is reckless for him to release himself from the hospital. Now, 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 hold on. I know that that goes against the grain of all of you meat-eating, cigar-smoking real tough Americans, your real great Americans out there who believe the whole thing was invented by the Democrats to uh, destroy Trump. Well, how does that apply in Russia, China, Tibet, Thailand, Vietnam? They also spread the lie about the disease in order to hurt Trump. Do you understand that it has no logic to that? Now, let's look at the other side. I got an email this morning that actually this is a real jaw dropper. This comes to me from 
the Mathematical Association of America. And it's a statement from them, a statement from the Mathematical Association of America Committee on Minority Participation in Mathematics. The illiteracy of this is so obvious, I'll read it to you. Although mathematics, science, and higher education develop fact-based theories and practices that should inform policy, they say, they're also highly political because they exist within a highly politicized system, acknowledging that the United States has serious systemic discrimination has somehow leaped from a political issue to a partisan issue. It's all illiterate. It's so bad. It's hard. To... And then they tell you in a long and short that race has infected mathematics and that mathematics, because it's created by humans, is biased. Therefore, two plus two does not equal four. And therefore, minorities are excluded from being able to participate in mathematics. And they end with, the time is now to move mathematics and education forward in pursuit of justice. This is beyond any comprehension. Math community members include Carrie Diaz-Eaton, Chair, Committee for Minority Participation in Mathematics. We don't know if she actually studied mathematics. Francesca Bernardi, Committee for Minority Participation in Mathematics. Kamala Young, Committee for Minority Participation. I mean, you get the picture. So you've got dummies, ideologues, who are stupid, who are now saying mathematics itself is racist. Do you realize where this is going to lead? You don't even have to think about where it's going to lead. We're already there. The country is so stupid right now on both sides of the aisle that I do not think we can survive as a nation. So now you're going to get kids in mathematics class who are fortunately or unfortunately rather unable to keep up with the class who are going to say, wait a minute, that's racist, professor, because I don't understand it. Do you understand how stupid this is? That would be like saying, painting portraits that are lifelike is racist, because if you look at the art of portrait art, let's say going back to the Renaissance, who was it done by? Mainly white men, racist, sexist, and homophobic. It was mainly white men who painted those portraits, although they're photo likeness. uh, We admit that it's photo likeness, but it's a racial trick to be able to do that kind of thing. Art should be what it, what it feels like. So if you smear like, feel like smearing color on a canvas, that's art too. Uh, rubbing a shoe with mud on it on a canvas would be considered as good as a great portrait from the Middle Ages, or from the Renaissance period, excuse me, according to these morons who are now running academia. This is what happens, and I've warned you about it years ago. I told you it would happen. I jokingly said 20 years ago, that once you admitted people who were never qualified to be in the university and they could not keep up with learning, they would declare everything that they couldn't keep up with to be racist. So this is nothing new to me. I thank God that I meditated last Monday for 24 hours and I spoke to God and God spoke to me. I thank God I do not have to face this for whatever days, years, or months I have left on this earth. I cannot believe how far America has melted. So on both sides of the political aisle, we have stupidity, stupidity like I never could believe would exist in, a, in an advanced nation. How about the joyride yesterday? Now, many of you approved of the joyride. I didn't. I thought it was reckless, childish, unnecessary. So then you listen to the cigar smoker who says, well, wait a minute now. Oh, if there was such a risk in that joyride, why didn't we hear about the risk from the helicopter ride from the White House to Walter Reed? Well, apparently cigars kill brain cells because the 
helicopter ride in Marine One from the White House to Walter Reed was an essential ride. It was required. It was essential to get the president the treatment he obviously needed, which he couldn't get in the White House uh, medical facilities because his oxygen levels were falling. Uh, He was in serious trouble. It was an essential ride in a helicopter. The joyride yesterday was not essential, and it put the health of the Secret Service agents at risk. Moreover, it sends a terrible message to America and the world that you can treat this disease with such a cavalier attitude. Terrible, terrible times we are living in. And it's also a worse time to be formally trained in science, logic, and the scientific method because I will tell you, we're no longer living in an age where science, medicine, and the scientific method even matter. Not when you have idiots on both sides of the aisle. Well, I got that out of my system. The phone number here is 855-407-282. It got so bad over the weekend, I spent a good portion of Saturday and Sunday communicating with colleagues who were top in their field in medicine and science. They were sending me medical articles on the president's condition on COVID treatment, the drugs. And I posted links to these articles and the stupidity that I got back on Twitter was so much I couldn't take it. So I deleted all the articles on science and medicine on my Twitter feed because I realized that Twitter is just a a, a dumping ground, a sewer. Remember, Twitter was not invented for serious discussion. Here's the thing to remember. Twitter, Facebook, it was not invented for serious discussion. It was created for simplistic messaging between children. Why do you think it's called Twitter? You just tweet something, going to the grocery store today. Okay, Mary, see you when you get back. The next thing we know, certain leaders are using Twitter to set social, um, national policy. They're setting policy on Twitter. So now everyone starts to take this, this sewer pipe seriously. And the next thing you know is that morons who never studied mathematics are telling Einstein he doesn't know what the theory of relativity is. Idiots who never took a class in science are debunking famous scientists, and they think that they're equal to them because they can tweet. So therefore, all of learning, all of Western civilization, all of knowledge starts to diminish. How long it can survive with this level of stupidity is anyone's guess. All I can say is, I have nothing to say that I haven't said already. Back in a minute. Savage. Isn't it a hassle going to grocery stores now? I mean, it really is. So skip the crowded aisles and the masks. Have Omaha Steaks ship all your food safely to your doorstep. They are the world's greatest steaks, Omaha Steaks, premium meats as well, easy meals, everything you need to ensure your family is stocked up for the long haul. And it's all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. They even have frozen lobster. It's delicious. And it's all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. But the key here is Omaha Steaks, perfectly aged, 100% American grain-finished beef for the ultimate in tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. The Omaha Steakhouse experience delivers everything you need to enjoy. The finest steakhouse dinner in the comfort of your own home, right? Iconic steaks, classic sides, decadent desserts, and more. Every order is flash frozen, vacuum sealed, safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice and stays ready to cook in the freezer for months. Right now, you can get a gourmet grill-out package exclusive for my listeners. What is it? This package includes bacon-wrapped filet mignon, top sirloin, boneless chicken breast, pork chops, burgers, and jumbo franks. 
side dishes, and the world-renowned ultra-delicious caramel apple tartlets and more. It's all there. Go to omahsteaks.com and enter the code SAVAGE into the search bar. And listen to this. For a limited time, Omaha Steaks will add... They're going to add two pounds in extra burgers and gourmet jumbo franks free with your order just by entering the code SAVAGE. That's amazing. Omaha Steaks, code SAVAGE. And you're going to get all that extra stuff for free. Omaha Steaks has been bringing people together for over 100 years. Enjoy family, enjoy friends, enjoy the best steak of your life. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter SAVAGE in the search bar for exclusive offers not available anywhere else. If you order today, Omaha Steaks will add four burgers and four gourmet jumbo francs to your order for free. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter Savage. It gets crazier by the minute. So let me ask you some questions. Did Trump's joyride yesterday put Secret Service agents' health at risk? Number two. Should Trump go back to the White House while carrying a, a contagious disease? Now, his doctor, Connolly, just said, there's nothing that we can't do for him at the White House that was being done for him at Walter Reed. That doesn't sound logical to me. Then why did they bring him to Walter Reed to begin with? Oh, I see. They did stuff for him at Walter Reed that they couldn't do at the White House. But now they don't have to do anything uh, uh that Walter Reed couldn't do at, at the White I don't get it, do you? It seems we're getting conflicting messages. They don't know what they're doing. Maybe they know what they're doing, but he's overriding them. Let me explain something about narcissistic, powerful individuals. They tend to tell everybody what to do. That would be doctors, that would be generals, that would be cooks, that would be butlers, that would be shoeshine boys, that would be media figures. They think they know more than everybody because that's how they became powerful. So I want to know what you think. I mean, I'm voting for Trump. Let me be very clear. I would never vote for the other side, given that there is no other side. The other side is the abyss. The other side is communism and hatred of white people. Let me be very clear. Is there a rational Democrat? No. Neither Biden nor Harris are rational Democrats. They're hard left ideologues and the people behind them are even worse. So let me be very clear about that. That doesn't mean I cannot criticize what the hell is going on here. I mean, you want to be fake. You can make, oh, yeah, the president knows what he's doing. You'll hear that today from the lawyer and from all the others. They'll make believe that they're great Americans. They all know what they're doing. This is crazy. He should go back to the White House three days after being admitted basically to what do you think they did for him in, in Walter Reed that they couldn't do in the White House? Because they just said they could do anything in the White House. They could do a Walter Reed. Then why did they go to the, the Walter Reed? There was something they did for him that they couldn't do. So what, two days later, it's a miracle cure. He drank fish, fish tank cleaner and drank Clorox. What was the miracle cure? He took chrysanthemum sticks and he made a hot dog in, the, in, the, in Walter Reed. What are you people? What did they give him? They gave him stuff, one thing conflicted with the other, a steroid and a non-steroid, an NSAID, an anti-NSAID. Who's in? All right, let me hear what you have to say. This is what I'm going to miss, by the way, on, on the podcast. When I only do podcasts, you're not going to hear calls because I don't have any. But if you want to hear calls, you're going to better, better get them now. I'm still on the radio. If you want to hear the show come let us say approximately January 1st, it could be sooner, but probably then, you're only going to get me on a podcast. But many, hundreds of thousands of you download my podcast every day. 
that will double or triple the minute I'm not on the radio. So, all right, one way or the other, we'll still be together, okay? Now, to make sure you find the new podcast, sign up for the Savage Nation newsletter. Just go to michaelsavage.com. That's all. And as long as God wants me to talk and gives me breath, I'll talk. And that'll be it. And you'll be there, and I'll be here, and it'll be the same without callers. So let's get the callers while we can. Uh, Jack and Georgia, you have something to say. I promise I will not cut you off. Go ahead, please. Jack, you're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Jack, Jack, Jack. All right, that's the first yeah, MAGA. I-, I was on mute. Didn't know that. I, I, I get everything you're saying, Dr. Savage. I, I would say I am okay with Trump doing that, just to show the overreaction in this country to the virus, and that he can get better, and most people do. You know, if you're 25 or under, you've got a better chance of being hit by lightning and having a serious outcome with this virus. So, how how old are you, Jack? You're under Jack. How old? Are, Jack. How old are you? Andre. Jack. How old are you? A call screener, you're not doing your job. I'm trying to talk to Jack and he can't hear me. Jack, how old are you? I can hear you. How old are you, Jack? I'm 50. 50. So you, so you think it's okay to get COVID, you're going to get over it just like a mild flu because you listen to Rush Limbaugh, is that it? No, I, I take precautions. I'm definitely very safe. But the way they build this. But do you realize by the president taking such a cavalier attitude what he's going to do to the average person who is an ignoramus on this subject? They're going to take risks they shouldn't take. And so you'll say, well, good, we're going to get herd immunity. And we'll lose a certain number of sick and old. Is that what you think should happen? No, I don't. But, uh, you know, even Fauci came out and said 40% of people are asymptomatic with this. Well, uh, so we don't really know the real numbers. It could be two, three times. Oh, no, it's fine. Then I think you should become a bug chaser and go out and advertise for sex with a person with COVID. <laughs> you may as well just get it now. <laughs> I'm glad you left. No, there used to be bug chasers during the early days of the uh, AIDS epidemic when people got cavalier and said, we're all going to get it anyway. Let's all get it. So why don't you become a bug chaser? Go advertise for someone to ha- with COVID to have sex with since it's just a mild flu. I'm talking about having context. Have you, have you shut me off or can I still talk? Well, you're still talking. I haven't cut you off yet. Your wisdom is so profound. Who, who would cut you off? I, I said, oh, well, that's a good point. You make a great point. No, it, it, I, I'm saying content. All right, now you're cut off. Goodbye. You got two, two wise. I'm the wise guy here, not you. I make the jokes, not you. <laughs> and we had enough of it. All right, you made it. Okay, the Trump ride was juvenile, risky, sent the wrong message to the nation and the world. And by the way, if everyone is afraid of this disease as a wimp and a sissy and a girly, how come Putin is terrified of the disease and doesn't go out into public or let anyone near him? Are you people this naive to believe that Putin is a sissy? Savage. If a medical emergency arises, are you prepared? Everyone says, oh, it'll never happen to me. But it can when you least expect it. Take it from me, I know for a fact. It hits you when you least expect it. Now, what if you're traveling? Well, in a medical emergency, Air Medcare Network providers can transport you or a family member to the nearest hospital. And if you're a member, you'll see no out-of-pocket costs related to your flight. You heard me. That's right. You won't pay a dime when transported by an AMCN provider. You should know health insurance may not cover the full cost of emergency medical transport. And even with comprehensive coverage, you could still get hit with substantial deductibles and co-pays. Sign up for an Air Medcare Network membership now. AMCN is the largest air ambulance membership network 
with more than 3 million members, including me. It costs as little as $85 for your entire household and protects you whether you're at home or traveling. Let me ask you, for $85, can you afford not to have this, especially in, the, in this time? Right now, as part of the Savage Nation, you'll get, up to 50, you'll get up to a $50 gift card when you join AMCN. Just go to the special URL, airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, and use code savage. Let me say it again, airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, code savage. Airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage. Enter code SAVAGE. All right, everybody, you all want herd immunity out there, so I suggest you go out and uh, be a bug chaser. Go out and look for someone with COVID, hug them, kiss them, rub your face against their face. If you're single, you know, see if you can go home and have some fun with each other. And you'll get herd immunity that way. I mean, that's the message you're getting. There's nothing serious, not a serious disease. We know the mortality rate is very low, so maybe you'll be one of those who dies. So what? Uh, The herd, therefore, will be immune, but you'll be dead. That is one way to look at it. No question about that. I have to admit that I'm rather reckless, and I'm, I'm a bug chaser. I eat in Chinese restaurants, Thai restaurants. I eat in all sorts of restaurants around the area. In many ways, you could say I'm taking a risk, and I am. You think I don't know it? But, hey, I mean, I love uh, Mushu and Hushu and Dushu and your shoe, my shoe, all aboard. Uh, yeah, like last night, I went back to the same Chinese restaurant uh, that I've been eating in for years. It's true, I got diarrhea from it twice in the last two months, but so what? Probably gave me herd immunity. I mean, I know the owner. He didn't mean to hurt me. By the way, I took a COVID test yesterday. That's right. We should play a soundbite to go. Wait till I tell you about that one. It was hard to get. Why is it so difficult to get a COVID test in this country? Can you explain it to me? I think everyone who wants a test, maybe even people who don't want it, should take a COVID test. Why is it so hard to get a COVID test? I argued with doctors for months. I finally got... You know, one of those drive through things yesterday at a, at a pharmacy. Oh, what a nightmare. My God. I'm not a patient guy to begin with. Try sitting in a hot car and there's a long line and you're the fourth down in the, the woman who's actually in the thing under the talking to the person behind the glass like a teller. Something went wrong and she was there for 30 minutes. She was in a car from, uh, let's see where it was, Colorado. I got out to say, what the hell is the hold up here? You know, me. And I looked at the back of her car, looked like she was, had been living in the car. And they said something like, you don't have insurance for the test, but she wouldn't leave. Okay, it was one of those. The sun was boiling through the window. Whatever. And then the name with the nose, with the twirling and the mist and the moon. It was interesting. So in two days, I'm going to find out. But why am I taking the test? Well, I'll give you two reasons. I don't want to infect anyone else if I do have it. I, I think this should be like, what's that called when you disclose if you have an illness i have something i don't you would tell someone right wouldn't you disclose it if you had the illness or just take a ride around and wave and spit out of the car door window or whatever okay so here we are living in all abnormal times nothing makes sense anymore nothing makes sense all of the rules are broken all of the rules are off oh boy what a time we are living in
So I would say go out and get the disease. You don't think that the joyride was a little risky and inappropriate, a message that he shouldn't have sent? After all of the criticism, after the debate, he should go out and tell people, don't worry about it again? It doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong. What matters is the perception. Remember what Marshall McLuhan taught the world back in the 60s? The media, the medium is the message. or the, Yeah, the medium is the message. And the message is that Trump screwed up at the debate. And the message is... He shouldn't have presented such a cavalier attitude at the debate. That was the message. We know that Chris Wallace should have been thrown out of the media afterwards. We know he's a known Democrat operative. We know he was on the side of Biden. We know the questions were likely leaked through Donna Brazile uh, at Fox News to Biden. We know that Biden was probably wearing an earpiece. We saw the wire. But Trump should have gotten a little more circumspect after the debate and not you know, what he's doing is doubling down now. He's becoming more brazen. This is the way he operates. And it's always worked for him, but it's not working anymore. I think you don't understand that the true believers like I, you, we're going to vote for him. We know the other side is the abyss. We know that Harris comes from the corrupt Pelosi San Francisco machine, a nightmare. We know Biden is corrupt. We know Biden has issues. It's not just the stuttering. It's much more than the stuttering. And we know that they will come after the first, second, third, fourth amendments within their first year in office. We know that they'll go after our guns, our speech, our freedoms to associate, as they have already done. And then we know that Trump is the only thing standing between us and, and this total abyss. I understand all of that. But that doesn't mean that everything that the man does, he doesn't walk on water. What the hell is wrong with you people? Don't you have friends who you love who are wrong sometimes? Aren't you wrong sometimes? Or are you a blockhead who thinks that everything you do is right? Don't you sometimes see your wife's point that you're an idiot and a blockhead and a moron? No, you don't. So this attitude is not a healthy one for the times that we are in right now. What I'm afraid of is that more people are going to get sick. You say, well, that's good. We'll get herd immunity. Well, that's one theory. That's one theory. So ask the people in Trump's inner circle who were at the SCOTUS thing, the appointment uh, last week when they all got sick, if they're happy they got sick. There is a certain question, though, of why only Republicans got this illness and not one Democrat. Now, I know that this functions on the um, conspiracy theory uh, issue. Was someone there who purposely infected all the Republicans? I've been reading that on the internet. I say, well, that's a... I don't know. Hey, do you think I know what's involved with politics? I don't know. Did someone come there and do a little handshake with the secret handshake with the finger? Do I know? A little saliva on the palm? I don't know. I wasn't there. Everyone got it. Most of the people that got it. It wasn't one Democrat who came down with it. Isn't that odd? I know this fulfills the prophecies inside the uh, conspiracy side of the web that the Dems did it to them. It's certainly possible. Why would you say it isn't? Who was the initial spreader? And we're not talking about personal proclivities here. We're talking about the disease. We're not interested in anyone's uh, sexual orientation. I don't know who the initial spreader was. Do you? And again, it's a family show. We don't talk about such things here. But there was an initial spreader. Who was the spreader? And why we're speaking about spreaders, I can't. It's a family show. One left. The other one comes up with a new miniskirt. I never saw anything like this. The whole thing's starting to look like a bad Kardashian show. 
I never saw anything like this. Not only do they wear miniskirts now, but they wear like slutty miniskirts that are cut up on one leg. I don't understand my own country. There's no decorum. There's no dignity. There's nothing. Where did this, how did this happen so fast? Everyone's a star behind their bars. That's what, everyone has an iPhone. Everyone's a star behind their bars. You got four bars, you're a star. So if you have a few minutes of fame, you wear a mini skirt up to your neck because you don't know what's waiting for you at Fox News after that. You know, look, if you cut the skirt short enough, the next thing you know, you're noticed. You can get a job at Fox News. But, I mean, that's how he originally did it. He was a genius, Murdoch. You may as well call it naked news. Now, come on. Many of the guys there are good guys. Brett Baer is a very good centrist, smart guy. There's a few others. But by and large. And CNN? Oh, my God. I mean, I'll take a miniskirt cut up to the neck over Wolf Blitzer's beard. I don't know about you. Have you ever seen anything like that? An old communist hack like him still has a job? Why not? Why not if your boss is a worse communist hack than you are? So here we are in this time and... Everyone has something to say. All I can say is Avino Elenu, our God, our King. That's all. Our God, our King. There must be a God in heaven somewhere who's looking down upon all this. And what is God saying? What is he saying? I think he's saying, Oive, I go away. That's all. I think God said, Oive, I'm leaving. I had enough of you. I don't know. I, I, took, a, I took an ape and I put a soul into it and made man. Look what's become of the earth. Why did I pick a giraffe and put a human soul into it? We would have been better off. Look what mankind has done to the earth. Poison the air, poison the water, kill the animals. Wanton slaughter of each other since the beginning of time over me, he says. Over me and my name, they kill each other. They slaughter each other. They rape each other. They burn each other. They cut hands off. They cut heads off. All in my name, he says. I would have been better off breathing a human soul or soul into a giraffe than into what I chose. Why did I choose that species? Why did I choose that species? Well, he didn't. There's a thing called evolution. Oh, sorry, that's science. Sorry. Darwin is dead in this age in America. We can't talk about Darwinism. That's a fraud. That's fake science, according to uh, those who believe that the COVID's not a disease at all. It's It's not even an illness. It's just a mild flu. Cigars have nothing to do with lung cancer. Not at all. Nothing. You can smoke with impunity. Eat steaks with impunity. Rub your face on a charcoal grill. Lick the grill, eat the benzoapyrenes, get cups full of benzoapyrenes, smoke a cigar, eat a steak, lick the grill. Don't take those fruity vitamins. Why, they're for weaklings and homos. Vitamins are not for real men. That's the Republican way. That's the American way. That's a true American. No cigar, no vitamins, cigars, charcoal grills. You know, that's the American way. No fear. We fear nothing. That's the American way. So uh, I'm having a lot of fun here with my, uh, I don't know what to call it, sarcasm, rage. I'm enraged, not enraged. Uh, can't believe what I'm watching here. But then again, people will believe what they want to believe. There's no truth anymore, right? Well, I disagree with you. You know, there is truth. <clears throat> there is truth in the world. How do you determine the truth? Ah, that's the question. There was a man I once admired, let's put it that way. I admired him so much, almost worshipped his genius. His name was Linus Pauling. Linus Pauling. Now, Linus Pauling received two Nobel Prizes. Ah, oh, come on, the Nobel Prize is a fake prize. 
wasn't given by President Trump. It has no meaning whatsoever. All right, you want to believe that. But at the time, the Nobel Prize had some great meaning. So his uh, second Nobel Prize was not in peace. His second Nobel Prize was in chemistry, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mixing him up with uh, Bertrand Russell Jr., another great man who I loved, admired. I loved him in a certain way. 16 verbs for love in Latin, by the way. I don't mean I loved him, you know, in a romantic way, but we have one silly verb for love, so it gets confused sometimes between romantic love and I love this pizza. But, okay, so Linus Pauling said he went into chemistry for one reason. Because he said it was the one science where he could absolutely know what is true. Meaning if something is gold and the structure of the gold is analyzed, it's AU, it's gold. In other words, the atomic structure of gold is a known quantity. You understand that? Lead has a known quantity. Lead is lead, gold is gold, silver is silver. See what I mean? So he went into chemistry to know the truth. So now it gets a little fuzzy when you get outside of chemistry. Politics, in politics, there is no truth. There's no science whatsoever. There's no such thing as political science. It's witchcraft. I'll be back in a minute to finish my conversation right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. Let's talk about our newest sponsor, Thinker. In our fast-paced world, it's tough to make reading a priority, right? Well, at least it used to be. At thinker.org. They summarize the key ideas from new and noteworthy nonfiction, giving you access to an entire library of great books in bite-sized form. Read or listen to hundreds of titles in a matter of minutes, from old classics like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People to recent bestsellers like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Thinker offers a large variety of titles across many categories, from current affairs, politics, and business to education, history, and relationships. So look, if you want to challenge your preconceptions, expand your horizons, and become a better thinker, go to thinker.org. Now, here's how you spell it. T-H-I-N-K-R.org. T-H-I-N-K-R.org. And start a free trial by downloading the app today and let them know you heard about them on the Savage Nation. That's thinker.org. T-H-I-N-K-R dot org. Thinker dot org. To be a better thinker, go to thinker.org. Two minutes and 37 seconds left of the Savage Nation in this hour. And then um, the end of December or thereabouts, you'll never hear me on radio again. We will not give you the reasons. You can pretty much figure them out. The 26 years have been some ride, great ride. But um, if I still feel I have things that are worth talking about, I will talk about them on my podcast, which you can get on all the podcast sites, I suppose, at that time. And if you've uh, been listening to the show via streaming, it will be over. Because there's need for other voices. Much, much bigger need for other voices. The middle of the rotors. The vanilla voices. The bootlicker voices. That's what you need. And then the outright communists need shows. You have to have shows for communists to show that you care. It's like Cars for Kids. You need uh, talk for communists. I don't really care anymore, I'll be honest with you. I have a lot to say. I'll say it or I won't say it. You know, people say, well, why are you leaving radio? Well, there's a couple of reasons, not all mine. But uh, they asked um, that great actor, Jack Nicholson, hey, Jack, you've done all these movies and people love you. How come we don't see you anymore? Why don't you do any more movies? He said, well, I've done 53 movies. 
That's enough. Johnny Carson left. He had 16 years after he left. You never heard from him again. He didn't feel he had to be every three seconds in your face, right? So Trump tweets he's leaving the hospital today, and I, I, I'm opposed to it, by the way. I don't understand this. Can someone explain to me why he would go back to the White House, White House while carrying an illness that is contagious? Can you explain that to me? There are nurses who say, I'm wrong. It's okay to go home. He's not an ordinary person. He runs a very busy life. He has lots of aides who have to come in and out of his office or his room. How are they going to protect themselves? Again, if the disease is so benign and so innocuous that we shouldn't worry about it, can you explain to me why Vladimir Putin, one of the world's authentic strongmen, has such remarkable precautions that he does not let people near him unless they go through chamber after chamber after chamber and are disinfected before reaching him? Is he a wimp? Is that what you're saying? He doesn't know what he's doing? Vladimir Putin's a fool? He knows, he doesn't know what you know from Twitter? Is that what it is? It's nothing, it's a disease that only affects the weak? Are you sure of that? Then go out and chase a bug. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is The Savage Nation. So look, there's only two questions in everyone's mind. Anyone who could think is at least asking the question. I mean, stop being a, a dumb cough, at least ask the question. Given the fact that he is contagious, he is still contagious. So should the president go back to the White House while carrying a contagious disease? Oh, yeah, Mike, it's nothing but a common flu. I listen to Rush. Rush should get a Nobel Prize now because he knows more about medicine than the doctors do. Another question is, should Trump's, did Trump's joyride put Secret Service agents' health at risk? Well, not at all, Mike. Well, I heard this morning on the radio that that makes no sense because after all, he rode in the helicopter. How come they didn't say anything then? It's just the uh, mainstream media attacking him. Well, that's called illogical stupidity. The helicopter ride on Marine One from the White House to Walter Reed was an essential ride. The joy ride yesterday was not an essential ride. I thought it was reckless. I thought it sent the wrong message. I think it tells people to... Uh, not take this disease seriously. And apparently that's what the president wants. He wants you to not take the disease seriously. He said, don't be afraid of it. No, don't be afraid of it. After all, you could go to Walter Reed if you got sick. You'll get the same level of care. Not. You won't get the same level of care, but you don't care because you think, I don't know what you think. I know the mortality rates. Please don't tell me about mortality rates. I know how low they are, but do you know what the morbidity rate is? Do you know how sick this virus makes you? 
Uh, I know. If you're under 18, then basically you don't, you, know, you come over and then don't worry and there's nothing. So become a bug chaser. Go shake hands and kiss someone with COVID. Go look up misconnections. Ask someone if they have COVID, if you can meet up for a hookup. May as well get it over with. Take the attitude it doesn't really matter. Then you'll all get herd immunity along with herd stupidity. So there's many ways to approach this from one side to the other. Uh, I admit that uh, I'm in the same category as those who fear the illness and don't want to get it. But I'm in good company. One of the world's great strong men. I think you heard of him, a guy named Putin. You may have heard of him. Runs Russia for a couple of uh, years now. Former KGB head. They, they put out the protocol that he puts people through before being allowed to see him. It appeared the other day in the newspaper. Bariatric chambers and this chamber and the decontamination and you can't touch. So he's not wanting to get the illness. So why does he have such caution about the illness? While President Trump has almost no caution about the illness. Now remember this. Let's talk just politics for a minute. Realpolitik and forget opinion. No matter what you think of Trump, the perception is that he didn't take the disease seriously enough early enough, which is false. He took it very serious because he banned all travelers from China while Nancy Pelosi herself was seen in Chinatown telling people to go eat dim sum in Chinatown. It was perfectly safe. So you want to talk about idiocy, talk about Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. All the Democrats jumped on him and said, oh, no, don't block Chinese because that's racist. So they had it all wrong. He had it partially right. Nobody really knew what the disease was in the beginning. Now we know a lot more about it. Everyone does. Anyone who reads the science, the medicine, comes to different conclusions. But we all come to the same conclusion, which is that it's highly contagious. Let me be very clear. This is a highly contagious disease with a low mortality rate, but it has a high morbidity rate because it makes you really sick for a long time. You don't get over it in three days and go back to a running a marathon. You have to take real care, good care of yourself. And you have to be very cautious that you don't contaminate everyone around you. And that's a known fact. I think everybody would agree with that. The average person could probably be released after 14 days, according to all the studies I've read. Mild case, 14 days, right? So what happens in those 14 days you're not released from the hospital? You're basically put in isolation so you don't spread the disease. Now, apparently, many of you think the disease is nothing. Don't worry about it. Not all of you are stupid to think so. But I wouldn't recommend you go out and try to get the disease. And that's what you're basically assuming, that it's nothing. It's like a mild flu. This is a really dangerous attitude to take. So I will ask you again, did Trump's joyride put the Secret Service agent's Health at risk? Should Trump go back to the White House while carrying a contagious disease? It's highly contagious. Highly contagious. You know, I was in the media during the AIDS epidemic, during the worst years of the AIDS epidemic. And I studied it with some of the, I mean, I, I researched it with some of the world's leading experts. Let's put it that way. And what I learned from very famous people at the time was, thank God AIDS is not highly contagious, meaning it's not easily transmissible. Because had AIDS or HIV been easily transferred from person to person, which it was not and is not, 
the world would have gotten HIV infection and there would have been millions of deaths because it was transferred primarily through sex and transfusions, IV needle exchanges, etc. Not the whole population didn't get AIDS or HIV. It was not easily transmitted. It was not highly contagious. Had that virus mutated to or, or latched on to a, a new form or created a new form for itself that made it highly contagious, it would be a different story. Now, let's look at COVID. COVID is highly contagious. It's probably as contagious as the common cold. Would you, w- w- can we all agree on that? You're all saying it's like the common cold. Can we agree that it's as easily transmitted as the common cold? Yes. Yes, that we agree. The s- droplets, the coughing, the sneezing, the talking, right? But the only argument is, not only, is, we all agree it's highly contagious. The only disagreement we have is on mortality. But I don't disagree with you. And mortality is very low. I taught you that in February or March. I taught you the mortality rate was much lower than initially assumed. But then there's the morbidity rate, meaning it knocks you down for a long time. Don't assume you're going to pop back like Trump three days later. I want you to understand you're not Donald Trump and you didn't have the Walter Reed staff around the clock. You would go to a normal hospital and get a normal treatment, which is excellent in America, but you would not get the care and treatment he got because he's the president of the United States. So that's the first thing you have to know is you're not him. You're not going to be getting the gold-plated treatment. You get a good treatment, and then what's going to happen? How are you going to treat yourself when you go home? Well, I don't want to go into the whole story here. I've done it too many times. In addition to the medicines they put you on, I will tell you, that uh, the zinc supplementation is very important. And I published an article on the potential impact of zinc supplementation on COVID-19 pathogenesis from the scientific literature yesterday and took it down from Twitter after an hour because of the idiots that I had to deal with. Because I don't want you to just take zinc. I don't want you to just take pills and pop them because too much zinc can really harm you. There's a zinc copper balance that you know nothing about that most doctors know nothing about. Zinc copper is one thing, but the the zinc itself can be quite toxic. It is a metal. It's not a heavy metal, but it is a metal. And there's zinc toxicity. So I tried to explain to you through michaelsavage.com, through links, which foods are rich in zinc, for example. I myself take 30 milligrams of zinc a day. I won't take any more. But I try to eat zinc-rich foods, you know, and the plant foods, but they're not as easily absorbable as the animal sources of zinc, incidentally. But zinc is tremendously important in immune function. I've known this for a long time because the literature has shown it for a long time. But here's the trick that you're not finding out from the media, which is that in order for the zinc to enter your cells, the cell gates must be opened. So what opens the cell gates? Well, that's a tricky little question. Now, there is a drug called hydroxychloroquine which is risky and dangerous, despite what the uh, pool boys in radio tell you. They know nothing about this subject, absolutely nothing, zero. Hydroxychloroquine is, a, is an unsafe drug, unproven drug, which has neurological da- dangers to it, okay? Now, if you go to my website, yes, I'm pushing it. I want you to go there and look at the bottom on michaelsavage.com. There's two interesting uh, uh, links. One is foods high in zinc, and uh, the ad, and then there's another one that was dropped already off my website. I told the webmasters not to drop it, but every day I look up and they take it off. 
All we have is the foods high in zinc. Gone. They took that down and they left up the sources of that which opens the gates. Those things which have quercetin and epigallocatechin. Uh, and the, the uh, foods are flavonoids, quercetin and epigallocatechin, gallate. They have an action similar to chloroquine, but are much, much safer, much safer if consumed in moderate amounts as part of your healthy diet, because even quercetin and epigallocatechin gallate can be toxic. So you're not following me. Some of you, some of you are. Which foods are high in the cell gate openers that lets the zinc in? Well, uh, green tea. Green tea. Capers are high in them. Very high capers. If you want to have a caper, have a caper. Hot peppers, onions, carob flour, cranberries, kale, okra. Uh, things like that. This you'll like. Red wine has a good amount of it in there. Foods high in epigallocatechin, carob flour, green tea, black tea. But green tea is the granddaddy of it all. 34.4835 milligrams per 100 gram. Very high. Black tea has 9.36 milligrams per 100 gram. But then you got the lower amounts that come at you that you can get from pecans, hazelnuts, pistachios, apples, plums, blackberries, cranberries. Those are tannin-rich foods. And uh, I would suggest drinking green tea and then taking foods which are rich in zinc. And that's it. And I hope my webmaster heard me and realizes I'm angry again. And we need to repost the the box with the zinc-rich foods so people can then take zinc-rich foods instead of gobbling down the pills. So that's the background. I hope, uh, by the way, I can't tell you whom, but someone in the inner circle who contracted uh, this illness asked me to send them the links to the foods high in zinc ionophores and the foods rich in zinc. And I sent it to that individual so they don't have to take uh, as many drugs or they'll bolster their own immune system as best they can. That's it, my friends, for right now. Again, if you care to comment on Mr. Trump going home uh, or anything else to do with the uh, uh, what I called it a joyride, tomorrow is a debate. When is the debate? Wednesday night, Jim, or Tuesday night? Wednesday night, Pence and Harris. You want me to make a prediction on that? You're not going to like uh, what I'm going to predict when I come back on the Savage Nation. Savage. No, I'm thinking about it. after January, I won't have this daily uh, grind to face. I'll do the podcast. This familiar voice that you're used to hearing on your local station will no longer be heard. I don't know. Maybe I'll spend more time in Irish bars as I did before radio. Why not? I had some great conversations in Irish bars. There's a lot of things I'm going to be doing in addition to podcasting. People say, well, what are you going to do after 26 years? Well, I'll do the podcast. But, you know, there's a lot of other things I'm going to be doing, including going back to Irish bars. Joke. I don't know. I don't drink as much. I can't. I do love it, though. <laughs> I tell you the truth. You know, and you haven't been drinking for a while, and you do drink. Oh, what fun. The next day, forget about it. Well, today is the next day, and here we are, and we're seeing stories about the joyride. There's a new one just came up that I saw link on the Drudge Report. Ooh, the Drudge Report. He's anti-Trump. I know everything. So this is, of course, from Vanity Fair, which is a left-wing rag, and by Gabriel Sherman, a, a, a shameful shamed individual in the media uh, Gabriel Sherman is less reliable than a Sherman cigarette that's been smoked but the article says Don Jr. thinks Trump is acting crazy the president's COVID joyride has the family divided 
The president's recklessness at Walter Reed has Don Jr. pushing for an intervention, but Ivanka and Jared, quote, keep telling Trump how great he's doing. I mean, it sounds like a bot job. How does he know what they're thinking? A source says, who would the source be? Who would rat out Don Jr., Jared, and Ivanka? It's made up, but it's an interesting uh, little comic book. It's like a, you know, like a comic book story. But uh, I personally think that the president made a big mistake, and I don't know what you think. I actually didn't see it. But someone close to me said last night, four o'clock, did you see him driving around in his car waving? I said, who? I said, no, I said, I don't watch the news on the weekend. Who? Trump was seen outside the hospital driving around and waving. I said, are you kidding me? I said, I'm not going to watch it. I'll watch it tonight or tomorrow. There he is waving. So we, we got an illness here that's highly contagious. I admit, we all know, thank God, low mortality rate. But highly contagious and not everyone is trying to not get it as a wimp or a fool or a girl or a sissy as you macho true americans think all you real americans all you great americans <coughs> i'm a great american <coughs> i'm a great american all the great americans behind their microphones they're not afraid of it they're not real sissies they're real republicans real men not afraid of this little disease well, why is Putin so afraid of it if it's nothing? Oh, he has underlying conditions that you know about, right? So we don't really know what's going on. All we know is we don't want to get sick. That's all. I don't want to get it. Cindy, what about you in Ohio? You think it was a good thing for him to ride around and show his machismo yesterday? Uh, thank Cindy? you for taking my call, and I am a true Trumpster. But what I saw, um, I tell you what, it... It really uh, discouraged me. I don't know what he's thinking, but he needs to knock it off. He needs to remember that he is not a businessman in New York anymore. He is a leader of the free world. He belongs to us. Wow. And if he doesn't stop it, not only is he going to lose the election, but he's going to take us all down with him, and it's going to be very, very sad. Wow. Whoa. Cindy, Cindy, stay on the line. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. And Mr. Call Screener, would you get our, a copy of Our Fight for America to Cindy? Our Fight for America. Just get her email address and we'll have the publisher send her a free book. When I come back, the president's going to be released today at his own. I guess he's the one who said he wants to be released. Do you think it's a good idea for him to go back to the White House with a contagious disease? I guess if you're a real American, you can go and hug him and kiss him, rub up against him if you're a real American in the radio business. Savage. Look, we are discussing a very controversial issue, which is Trump's joyride. Some are seeing it the way I do. Others are saying there's nothing wrong with it. The president is on a steroid, which is known to affect mood, by the way. Makes you feel happy. Uh, I didn't know that, but uh, Trump is reportedly taking dexamethasone, which I heard yesterday from a doctor friend. And uh, this steroid is known to affect mood, causing euphoria or general happiness. That's nice. I'm really glad to hear it. But, you know, he's the leader of the free world. I don't think he'd be the first president uh, to seek euphoria uh, in some way or another. But at this time, well, maybe he's making the decision to release himself from the hospital and go home. Maybe the doctors don't, don't agree, but they're afraid to say anything. 
I don't think he should go home. I think he should have stayed in the hospital at least a full week if he was getting better. I don't quite know why you would support the president putting himself and others at risk by leaving Walter Reed Medical Hospital. Would you leave the hospital after three days if your oxygen levels had dropped so sufficiently that you had to be flown into the hospital? Would you walk out two days later? Or wouldn't you stay there for a while until you get it 100% right? Don't, don't I mean, let's just caution here. It's not about him at this point. It's about the nation, for God's sakes. But then again, then again, that's one man's opinion. That's why I'm leaving radio and why you'll never hear this voice again on your local station. All things come to an end. 26 years was a long run. It's like having, think about having a show on Broadway that ran for 26 years. You know how many thousands of shows I have done? So I'll continue to do it through podcasts and um, writings and published on Kindle. I don't think I'm ever going to publish another book through a publisher, incidentally. I've published a few on Kindle, and they did okay. You know, I don't make any money from them. doesn't matter. In the olden days, I'm talking the 1920s when I wasn't around, some very famous authors published limited editions of their books, 50 copies, 100 copies. To me, Kindle is like that. So if I sell 500 to 1,000, what do I care? It's my fiction. All I care is that people are interested enough in reading it, so I'll put it out there for 2 $3. I have some stuff I really want to get out, things like that. But here we are. I got a COVID test yesterday, incidentally. I'm not showing any symptoms or signs or I wouldn't let anyone around me. But I've been very curious if I have the illness. Now, why am I curious? Because last February, I woke up one day and I was both vomiting and the other side at the same time. For 24 hours, I was sick as a dog. I didn't know where it came from. And then I read in the medical literature that in some people, COVID manifests through gastrointestinal GI symptoms. Okay. So I said, well, maybe I got it, but I didn't make much of it. I had a fever for a couple of days. It lasted one day. I could have eaten something. I don't know. It, it was possible with the dreck I eat and the, the food that I go, no matter what, how I watch, I can't help it. I got my mother's weakness with Chinese and Italian. But now it's mainly Chinese. It's, uh, I really like to, to take risks. I mean, it's like suicide now, but that's what I, Chinese, Thai. You say Asian restaurant, I'm there in a flash. I'm Jumper Jack Flash. But uh, I don't know what risk I'm taking. Who knows where they live, where they go home at night, you know, with the, the wanging, of the, the, wanging of, the, of the walk. The masks they have in there. But uh, here we are. I mean, I don't think you should be going home so fast. And I didn't like the joyride. I thought it was uh, inappropriate, risky, juvenile, and a wrong timing. Wrong timing. After what went on last week? where he was wrongly accused of being cavalier about the disease. Wrongly accused. It was Nancy Pelosi was cavalier. She's the one who said eat in Chinatown while he was banning travelers from China. So don't give me that malarkey. He was cavalier. He did more than most of them were doing, and all the Democrats were dimwits on the subject. Forget about it. But right now, mm -mm, something's wrong. But what do you think? Let's go to my good friend Jimmy in Staten Island because he's always good for a call. Jimmy, how do you feel about the joyride? To be quite honest with you, I was insulted, I was embarrassed for the president, and I was, it hurt me a little bit more than the average, because like I said, Doc, he made, um, we lost a family member to COVID, 33 years old, and I told you that. 
and God yep. rest his soul. So what do you just, what was this like? To me, I felt like it was, you're, you're, you're putting an act on. Did you really need, you walk to the helicopter, thumbs up, and now you're there two days, you're talking, you're working, they did whatever they had to do. Now you're going waving, hello, we put another quarter in, you'll come around again, like a carousel. Come on. It's not about, and I agree. I love you. I really love you. I do. But it's not about you, President Trump. It's about us as a nation. We're dropping dead here. All these people are taking us down. They want to close stores again. Mask mandate. People are freaking out. They want the mask off. They're saying you got to put it on. I mean, you know, we don't live in the White House. Yes, I love my president, but I don't like what the hell he did. Did you really have to go, or was it just, you know, a photo gig for you? Oh, maybe it was the maybe it was the steroid he's on. Yeah, but now you, you want to hit euphoria. What are you going to do? Be bouncing off the walls? He's giving the the, the media exactly what they want. Fuel. Nah. Oh, Jimmy. Now I want people to understand who you are. You are a regular caller to the show. You're a you're a gigantic Trump supporter, as conservative right wing as they come. In fact, you you're to the right of conservatives. You're an Italian guy from Staten Island. You're really the real McCoy, old line, real conservative. And you feel this way, right? Absolutely, 100%. And you forgot to say, doctor, that I'm also a loyal fan of yours three generations, and I'm going to miss you terribly. But let me tell you, you said you... Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean, miss me? You're not going to follow the podcast? Don't you listen to that now? Kidding. I already... No, what it is, your voice, when I, I put your KSFO and I listen, I mean, it's real. I, of course I listen. I listen to you. No, 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 but they, they don't need me. They need Mickey Mouse on Laughing Gas to follow me. That's what they need. What about that crack pop? Can I just tell you something, doctor, please? What? Oh. You take your chances with the Asian and the Italian, and you you throw up. Yeah, now you're talking. Let's talk about food. Go ahead. No, yeah, but I took a chance with an Italian, and until today, I'm throwing up. (laughs) Where? Where, in Staten Island? Ex-wife, enough about her already. Oh, her again? Oh, please. She's you you, you caught me off guard on that one. You took a chance on an Italian. Very funny. (laughs) But do do you eat in restaurants now in the age of COVID? I'm sorry? Do you still go to restaurants even in the age of COVID? There's no restaurants open here. They got Wendy's. They got Burger King. They got- <laughs> uh, where on Staten Island is the Italian restaurants are closed in the heart of Little Italy? Yeah, but I don't want to sit in a parking lot at a fancy restaurant with the trucks running. I know. Isn't that horrible? In a parking lot on asphalt. That's what they're doing. It's, it's sad. I, I see the owners here where I live. One guy lost one restaurant. He's got one left. He had two. He worked his way up from a busboy on two restaurants. Now he... And they're eating in a parking lot. I mean, could you eat smelling pavement? No, so give me chicken color with carbon monoxide on what rice. Thank you, right? <laughs> so what is he? Are you cooking at home? I, I just picked up macaroni and meatballs from my mother. God bless her. She just. Oh, you got your mother. Oh, you're so lucky. God bless you. You make me almost sad to think about it. You know how lucky you are. You still have a mother on the radio. I, I listen to it sometimes. I go back to your old stories and Frank with the one arm. Forget about one arm Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The halitosis, Frank. No, but when you said, did we did, did we pass the transmit market? Did something cross? No, it was horrible. No, I don't want to tell a story again, but one arm Frank is a famous story in one of my uh, family storybooks. <laughs> <I am laughs> well, there are no people. Uh, no, you got me distracted now. We, we're supposed to be talking about disease and the president. But I want to ask you something. There were people in those days in the 50s who had such a breath on them that you really could faint if you were in a car with them. 
I don't smell that anymore on people. Is that like a product of, of like a mouthwash or better hygiene? What was it that was so bad in the 50s that you could die from them? I would get a migraine around him. I know, your eye snaps. You know, I got guys that wear dentures and they don't wash them. I could vomit. Oh, come on, Jimmy. Stop it. That's an, Ita- that's an Italian thing. Come on. <laughs> and it's the it's always it's the provolone too. Come on, the pro. Do you say provolone or provolone? Because some say apples, some say oranges. Is it provolone or provolone? No, we say provolone. Oh, provolone. How do you say calamari? Because some in New York say calamari. But no, we say calamar. Calamar. So now, what is that? Sicilian calamar? Yeah, yeah. That's Sicilian calamar. No, I'm not. How do, how do, wait, what about what a gumar smells like? I can't say that. I can't do that. Sorry. I almost mixed the two words up together. Have that odious uh, uh, smell. No, come on, Jimmy. Stop. Now we're, now we're descending into malehood here. Cut it out. <laughs> no. we, we can't exhibit any sign of old male behavior on the radio. But, you know, Jimmy, on the podcast, I got it. Wait a minute. Hey, Jim, stop the music. Jimmy, would you agree to be a regular guest on my podcast maybe once a week? I would be there twice. So for you, I do anything. Don't you understand? No, I got it. So I'm going to may- maybe get some like great callers that I currently have, and we'll call them on, right, Jim? We could do that. That'll be fun. Hey, I'm here for you. You know, I have hundreds of thousands of people a day who download the podcast now. I guess it's going to triple when I'm no longer heard on the radio. As long as I want to do it, we'll see how it goes. Jimmy, I would send you a free copy of our Fight for America, but you already got three. What'd you do with them? I'm waiting for them. Oh, they didn't send them? Uh, no, oh. I didn't send them. The mail is slow. Do you know Pelosi wants Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get a car registered now for three months. I'm trying to transfer, get, get a, a, a sticker for my car. It's, it went out of date. It's three months the California Department of Motor Vehicles are so busy certifying illegal aliens to vote, they don't have time to like do motor vehicle stuff. Yeah, where, where am I not? They don't have time for the motor vehicles. They have only time for Department of Mexican Voting. Wait, did you ever? I know. Did you ever get the guy that robbed your car in the parking lot? Oh, that was a false alarm. It was found. Would you believe it? Dirty son of a skunk. Well, listen. Oh no, no, that 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 was two years ago. That was two years ago. Yeah, nothing. But the Chinese restaurant where I used to eat in the in the mission in sorry in San Francisco, where they broke in the car and stole everything about a year ago, that restaurant just went out of business. Been there for twenty five years. So, it, look, Jimmy, the world's changing on all of us. But let's get back to the behavior of the president. Do you think, okay, we agree that you think the joyride was a mistake. What about him going home today? But listen, let me just say this before I leave you. And I will call, I will be on your podcast. Just call, and I'll be there. But listen, we got a Chinese restaurant here, but I will not eat in it. You know, you know what the name of it is? COVID? Oh, disgusting. What, what is it called? One Hung Low. Oh, come on. Now that's juvenile. We heard that in the fourth grade, Jimmy. Well, I'm old. What can I tell you? <laughs> now, wait. Let's get serious for a minute. Cut out the juvenile jokes here. People are liable to think I'm a jokester. Your cousin died from COVID. How old was she? 33 years old. Adam Marie Okay. Marconi. Now, did she have underlying conditions? She was a little overweight. That was about it. Okay. But did you know, did she have anything else? Asthma? Anything like that? Nothing. Nothing. I okay, so she was just a little heavy. Right, that's all. Okay, so she got the disease. How long did it take till it took her out? Not even a month, month and a half. A month, month and a half. Did she go to the hospital at any point? 
Yes, she was in the hospital immediately. They had her on a ventilator, a respirator, and then right onto the ventilator. And, and what, she died She died on the ventilator? Yes. The, my, oh, well, sad. God bless her, man. Mother and mother are destroyed. So I don't understand how President Trump... He got well, that's what I'm saying. To me, this is risky behavior. I don't like it. No. I, I don't like it for him. I don't like it for the nation. I don't like the message it sends, Jimmy. It's, a, it's a very negative. Well, let's even just talk about him. I think he's putting himself at great risk by, by getting himself out of the hospital. I don't believe a word the doctors say. They say what he tells them to say. They're all afraid of getting fired. You know that. The other day, one said he's perfect. The other said he lost his oxygen. The other one said he's fine. The other one said he's near, 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 not fine. So the doctors basically are afraid to say anything for fear they'll get, you know, they'll get punished or fired. We don't really know how sick he might have been or how sick he is. But why doesn't he stay in Walter Reed for a week is what I don't understand, Jimmy. They're drained. They can't walk. They can't get to the door. They need help. I don't know how he did it in two days. Must have been the French fries. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Well, All right, Jimmy, stay in the line. We're going to take your address again and send it to the publisher. We'll get you the fifth copy of uh, Our Fight for America. I'll be right back. It's the Savage Nation. Savage. So, conservative radio host Michael Savage leaving radio January 2021. It's on the website. You'll see more about it there. And if you want to know where I'm going to be and how to get it, I am asking you to click on michaelsavage.com and ask for the newsletter. And the more people I get on my newsletter, you'll be notified where, when, and how. Maybe I'll do my first one. I think I'm going to do my last broadcast on New Year's Eve. My last radio broadcast will be never forgotten. That'll be 1231. That's if I'm allowed to do it. I don't know if they're going to have the staff for it to say goodbye. And then I'm just thinking out loud. And then normally radio is all... Okay, Jim, Jimmy, he'll be there. Jim will be there. And then on January 1, normally radio stations don't broadcast. They play like music and there's football. I don't know what. I'm going to do a New Year's broadcast, a New Year's Day broadcast, wherever I may be, as long as it's on this earth. I will do a broadcast on my podcast. When I say a broadcast, I mean a podcast. Same thing. Uh, and basically, I'm going to get up with the microphone and do a broadcast. So whether it's out on a radio station or by podcast is a different story. That's So we'll have to see how it all works out. And that's it. We'll see where it goes. And we're talking about herd stupidity today on the Savage Nation. Not herd immunity, herd stupidity. I've never seen it. Mental, I never saw anything like this. Whatever he does is okay. Whatever he does. If he stood on his head on the car while it was going around yesterday, you would have said, that's a good thing because it shows he's healthy and we shouldn't fear the virus. You are known as loyal people. Yes, I'm not knocking it. But you're also known as true believers. And a true believer can be a very dangerous believer. Because for a true believer, a leader can never do wrong, which is not the American way. In America, we question authority. Did you know that? At least I think so. I'm Michael Savage. Go to michaelsavage.com and get on that list, the newsletter. The Westwood One Podcast Network.